Awesome, you push play. Why don't you go ahead and download and subscribe also. It's the trifecta of podcast awesomeness. Thanks. Ritherlamps.com This is the Christian Soul Prepper Podcast Persecution Series, Episode 13. And I'm Brother Lance. Today we'll be covering Chapter 37 of my book, We Shall Be Like Him, Carry Your Cross, Part 3. We are on a mission to help the body of Christ worldwide, preparing the faithful for the second coming of Jesus Christ. We do this by exposing the tricks of the devil, diving deep into the Word of God, and doing life together. Along the way, we'll include a power promise to claim and ridiculous trivia. We are not alone. We have a divine hope for home. Welcome to the Christian Soul Prepper Podcast. Right here, right now, we give you the God's honest truth. Sure to bookmark brotherlance.com for all the latest podcasts, video, Bible studies, social media, and more. Now, here's your host, Brother Lance. For the faithful listeners out there, you already know we have started posting our Bible studies. Along with getting a new laptop and various other things, our format has changed a little bit. But I still will be doing podcasts like these from time to time. Okay, so our main focus is to upload our Bible studies. So please download everything you can. Don't trust the internet to always be up and running because who knows? Um, Plus with the MP3s, um, you can easily share privately the gospel truth in your own sphere of influence. So if you go to brotherlance.com, you can download our Bible study PDFs also. For each uh, Bible study we do, there's a page made for that that has the embedded uh, podcast, has the embedded video, has an embedded podcast player, and embedded PDF and uh, text long script on the page. So I'm doing everything I possibly can to make it easy for you to get the information you need in the way that you want it. So uh, so please do that. So uh, we need it and appreciate your financial support. All this is presented to you for free as long as the Lord allows. And a special thank you for the few of you out there who are supporting this ministry. You guys are awesome, and may God bless you richly for that. Now, if you would like to join them, I have a PayPal tab at the bottom of my homepage at brotherlance.com. And so anything is appreciated at all. And then you can partner with us and invest in this outreach and get blessings of heaven uh, where your rewards will last forever by helping get uh, the gospel message out there. So... And if not, don't worry about it. Please still download the stuff. Please share. Please pray and do whatever the Lord leads you to do. Um, But most of all, be blessed uh, with the word of truth and with a good biblical understanding. And uh, please share that with your loved ones, because that's the whole goal here, right? Is to spread the gospel, give God glory, get his children home and make it to the finish line. So thank you so much. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, please bless us and guide us with your Holy Spirit of truth. Lead us on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Instill in our heart a heart of obedience with faithfulness, bringing glory to your name forever. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Day 37. Carry your cross. Part three. Precept number five. God is the one of whom and through whom everything exists. Therefore, while God was bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was the right time to bring Jesus, the source of their salvation, to the end of his work through suffering. Hebrews 2, 10. I have learned that everything in life comes down to perspective. Often, for the spiritual side of things, it's called worldview. It can be a tough thing to learn and even tougher to teach to someone. Most often, it is learned through experience. There were times when I was a kid that I was homeless for brief stints. I remember traveling across the country, going hungry on a bus. I cried myself to sleep. I once made homemade hairspray out of sugar and lemon juice. And on one occasion, I had sewn my shoes together because they were so destroyed. There was this one time my mom wanted a soda so badly, we turned the house upside down to find a nickel. Now here is some perspective. I was only homeless for short periods, maybe 0.003% of my entire life up to this point. While I fell asleep crying for hunger, I woke up to a nice man giving my mom money for pizza. My homemade hairspray was made out of sugar and lemon juice we already had. I had showed, sewn my shoes together with a needle and thread were already owned. Finally, we found that nickel to buy my mom that soda. There really are no limits to these examples in my life. The point is this. It's all a matter of how you look at it. I never once felt like God wasn't taking care of me. Most of the situations I grew up in were because of free will decisions out of my control. Despite of these decisions, God, my daddy, always found a way to come through. Therefore, my perspective is this. God is faithful, kind, gentle, caring, and always present. This is the basis for my worldview. If we take a closer look at Jesus, you'll see the same situation playing out in his life as well. Did you know at times Jesus was homeless? Let's read. Jesus told him, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to sleep. Matthew 8.20 Yes, the creator of the entire world had no place to sleep on occasion. Did you know that at times Jesus had no food? Jesus and disciples had to go to the fields of strangers to eat from the leftovers on the corners. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain to eat. Matthew 12, 1. I should clarify that this was not considered stealing. God set up this way so the poor could always have something to eat. Let's read. If you're going to your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat as many grapes as you like until you are full, but never put any in your bucket. If you go into your neighbor's grain field, you may... Pick grain by hand, but never use a sickle to cut your neighbor's grain. Deuteronomy 23, 24-25 And all of this, what do you think Jesus' perspective was? Considering at any moment, he could turn rocks to bread. He could have made a house appear out of nothing. He could have transported himself back to heaven to eat manna. For that matter, he could have spoken a single word and destroyed the entire universe. Apparently, he thought that would be an abuse of his power and calling upon the earth. You can tell his perspective by how he acted. He trusted, abided, obeyed his father. He did this even when the going got tough. We are so well off today that we think, if we have any discomfort for a moment, that we are suffering. Our perspective has become skewed by our prosperity. Let's take a look at John the Baptist, the herald of the coming Messiah. John wore clothes made from camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. 
His diet consisted of locusts and wild honey. Matthew 3, 4. John lived in the desert, eating locusts and honey, wearing camel skins as clothes. Do you think he went down to the local camel tanner and purchased the latest style? I'm sure he found a dead camel and skinned it. I also know that to get honey from a beehive is risky business. I can only imagine how long it took to gather enough locusts to consider it a meal, let alone separate their insides from their legs so you, you wouldn't get parasites. What about the disciples? However, Peter said to him, I don't have any money, but I'll give you what I do have. Through the power of Jesus Christ from Nazareth, walk. Acts 3, 6. I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I literally had no money. Now we move on to Paul. He wrote the majority of the New Testament letters. Here he gives us an account of his suffering. Are they servants of Christ? I am a fool to talk this way, but I serve him better than they do. I have worked harder and been put in jail more times. I've been beaten with whips more, and I've been in danger of death more often. Five times the Jews gave me 39 lashes with a whip. Three times the Romans beat me with a big stick. And once my enemies stoned me, I've been shipwrecked three times. I even had to spend a night and a day in the sea. During my travels, I have been in danger from rivers, robbers, my own people, and foreigners. My life has been in danger in cities and deserts at sea, with people who only pretend to be the Lord's followers. I have worked and struggled and spent many sleepless nights. I have gone hungry and thirsty and often had nothing to eat. I have been cold for not having enough clothes to keep me warm. Besides everything else, each day I am burdened down, worrying about all the churches. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 28 what do you think his perspective was? Well, let's find out. I am glad that I can suffer for you. I am pleased also that in my own body, I can continue the suffering of Christ for his body, the church. Colossians 1, To add some more perspective, consider this. A good portion of this book comes from the writing of Paul. It was because of his willingness to suffer that this book you are reading right now is written. If he chose not to suffer, please consider how much of the gospel truth would be lost. There would be no gospel or good news if Jesus never came to earth and suffered for us. Isaiah contains a very descriptive prophecy of Jesus' suffering. I want to share a portion of it with you. He was despised and rejected by people. He was a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering. He was despised like one from whom people turned their faces, and we didn't consider him to be worth anything. He certainly has taken upon himself our suffering and carried our sorrows, but we thought that God had wounded him, beat him, and punished him. He was wounded for our rebellious acts. He was crushed for our sins. He was punished so that we could have peace and we received healing from his wounds. We have all strayed like sheep. Each one of us has turned to go his own way. And the Lord has laid all our sins on him. He was abused and punished, but he didn't open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. He was like a sheep that is silent when its wool is cut off. He didn't open his mouth. He was arrested, taken away, and judged. Who would have thought that he would be removed from the world? He was killed because of my people's rebellion. He was placed in a tomb with the wicked. He was put there with the rich when he died, although he had done nothing violent and had never spoken a lie. Isaiah 53, 3-9 In another Isaiah's prophecy, we are told just how bad it really was. Many were horrified at what happened to him, but everyone who saw him was even more horrified because he suffered until he no longer looked human. Isaiah fifty-two fourteen. That makes my heart hurt. Let us read this perspective of Jesus. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep as the Father knows me. My sheep know me as I know the Father. So I give my life for my sheep. 
John 10, 14 through 15. The greatest love you can show is to give your life for your friends, John 15, 13. We just read the price of suffering for what we now call the good news or the gospel. Without his suffering, there would be no hope. Personally, I look back on what I have experienced, then I compare it to what Jesus endured for me. Needless to say, it gives me great perspective. We haven't been asked to endure anything he hasn't already experienced for us. The next two paragraphs will be without any commentary. I pray that our daddy will speak to your souls. Here we go. Dear friends, don't be surprised by the fiery troubles that are coming in order to test you. Don't feel as though something strange is happening to you. But be happy as you share Christ's suffering. Then you will also be full of joy when he appears again in his glory. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory, the spirit of God, is resting upon you. If you suffer, you should suffer for being a murderer, thief, or criminal, or troublemaker. If you suffer for being a Christian, don't feel ashamed, but praise God for being called that name. The time has come for the judgment to begin, and it will begin with God's family. If it starts with us, what will be the end for those who refuse to obey the good news of our God? If it's hard for the person who has God's approval to be saved, what will happen to the godless sinner? Those who suffer because that is God's will for them must entrust themselves to a faithful creator and continue to do what is good. 1 Peter 4, 12-19 The purpose of these troubles is to test your faith as a fire tests how genuine gold is. Your faith is more precious than gold, and by passing the test, it gives praise, glory, and honor to God. This will happen when Jesus Christ appears again. Although you have never seen Christ, you love him. You don't see him now, but you believe in him. You're extremely happy with joy and praise that can hardly be expressed in words as you obtain the salvation that is the goal of your faith. 1 Peter 1, 7-9 That is why we are not discouraged, though outwardly we are wearing out. Inwardly we are renewed day by day. Our suffering is light and temporary and is producing for us eternal glory that is greater than anything we can imagine. We don't look for the things that can be seen, but for the things that can't be seen. Things that can be seen are only temporary, but the things that can't be seen last forever. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. 2 Timothy 2, 11-12 Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing God's glory. Not only that, but we also boast in our suffering knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Now this hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us for at just the right time. While we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5, 1-6 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affection, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort in which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort. 
which we experience when you patiently endure the same suffering that we suffer. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-6 Dear children, you belong to God, so you have won the victory over these people, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. These people belong to the world. That's why they speak the thoughts of the world, and the world will listen to them. 1 John 4, 4 through 5. As we just read, we see the suffering and persecution follows those who live for God. When we carry the testimony of Jesus with us, we will see turmoil. Every one of us has a different calling and path. We will all experience it in different ways. This is okay. It's just proof that we belong to Christ. We'll be greatly rewarded in many ways we cannot even imagine. I pray we can all think of it as an investment into the kingdom of God. Our return on this investment are sure, true, and eternal. Let's do a quick breakdown. Okay. The Bible says all those who live godly will suffer persecution. And uh, in this life, you'll have tribulation. Right? Why is that? I mean, if we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, power, spiritual wickedness, high places, that should tell us why. Because why we're spiritual creatures in the physical realm we walk around in the physical all day so we're not really paying attention to what our presence just just being in a room the effect it's having in the in in the spiritual realm i once knew a christian band and they were playing a concert and um there was a satanic band open satan worshipers and they refused to even go in the concert hall that these Christians were in until they left. Right? Think about that. I hear stories about that. You know, I've seen things, you know, which we won't get into. But um, so your very presence, your, your personhood in Christ Jesus. If you live an obedient and godly life, just you walking into a room changes things. Right? And so, but when you speak the truth when you share the gospel when you're verbal right faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god right you got to share the gospel and so um by doing these things man this is powerful even getting online youtube twitter gab twitter not a fan but uh gab's cool um gab.com but um you know i just want to encourage you so when you go and do all these things you are causing a ruckus right it's a big uh, shindig in the spiritual realm when you show up and the devil hates that and so it will want to muster its forces against you sometimes you can escape unharmed and sometimes you get some harm sometimes some verbiage sometimes some physical contact right having experienced all of that um guess what it's okay i never felt closer to god than when i was being persecuted it's something you can't explain it's something you have to experience because in the in in the persecution you will feel God's presence come upon you we just read that in the scriptures right the weight of glory will come upon you so like I'm getting smacked against walls and stuff like that and people ridiculing me in front of other people I left walking away feeling like I was a hundred feet off the ground like my feet weren't even touching the floor I didn't cry. I wasn't upset. Um, I just gave God glory. Just this, <laughs> to be honest with you, it was worth the price of admission. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, can I? Can we do this every day? Can you? Can you persecute me every day? And that way, I can uh, feel this way every day because this is the best I've ever felt. 
it was very much like, uh, if I could explain it, very much like when I gave my heart fully to the Lord, where you just feel this burden come off you. And uh, so, well, it's not always that fun. <laughs> it's not always awesome, especially as you get older, your brain as an adult tries to figure things out and you just complicate the issue. Don't complicate the issue. It's really, really simple. You love God. They don't. You represent God. They don't. That means they're on the other side of the field. They're on the, the team B, right? Or team D for devil, you know, and you're on team G for God, right? And, and it's a competition. And uh, those who remain faithful, they're going to get some contact, especially here as we get to the end of time, you know, but here, guys, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward, you know, and I, like in my Bible study group, tell them when, when, when Jesus says the word great, right? The one who got to make the entire universe. When he says the word great, it means something, right? It's not like he's boasting, you know, he's like, no, dude, this is great. Like I've seen the entire universe and this is great. This is good stuff, you know? And so great, great is your reward in heaven. I'll do it one more time because it's fun. Great is your reward in heaven, right? And so I'm recaps kind of long, but hey, basically it's this guys. It's worth it. Okay. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. So stay strong. All right. Let's pray. Daddy, it's worth it. You are worth it. Thank you for giving me the perspective of heaven. I know when we sit upon the shore of heaven, we will exclaim, it was worth it. When we look back at this brief life, I'll, it will seem so small compared to forever. When my heart ponders all that you have given us, I am speechless. The depths of your wealth, of your blessing, is beyond human comprehension. The vastness of your provisions cannot be fully counted and understood. I eagerly await the chance to explore them all in your presence. Daddy, I love you. In Jesus' precious holy name I pray. Amen. Be sure to go to WeShallBeLikeHim.com and download your free copy today. And be sure to share this blessing with those you want to be encouraged in their walk with God. And download all these podcasts. God bless you guys. Talk to you again later. Thank you for joining us in this time of fellowship. Visit WeShallBeLikeHim.com to download your free copy of a 45-day transformation devotional. Be sure to check out our website at brotherlance.com to stay up to date. We really appreciate your support for sharing with your friends and family and leaving positive reviews. Together, we are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. This has been the Christian Soul Prepper Podcast, preparing your soul for the second coming.